Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. Today, the podcast is entitled Align Your Tribe, which I love that title. Gentlemen, where did that come from? Well, it actually, it it came from uh, really just talking about how advisors need to collaborate a little bit better on behalf of families. And that's sort of the term that we utilize when we're talking about that. It's a this shouldn't be a foreign concept to many of the families, but it ends up being. So it's a nice catchy way to bring that topic up. Yeah, it, it really reminds me of it takes a village to raise a child kind of thing. And that's kind of my background, yeah. working with kids a lot and working with families. It, it takes a lot of different people with a lot of different skills and talents to be able to surround somebody and bring them up or make their future better. And that that's what it seems like to me with a team that you have around you right now. Yeah, that actually, that was a great analogy. I think we'll use that in the future. Thanks, Eric. It's, it's free, too. You can just use it all <laughs> you want. <laughs> yeah, and I'll jump in here. It started way back when, early on in my career, if you go back to l- and listen to the first podcast, it's how I started in the business. One of the things I noticed pretty routinely that uh, most of the advisors that work with affluent families or families in general, they were pretty much a silo. They made recommendations based on a product sale to the client or mm. a certain advice to that client, but they never really reached out to the team of advisors that often uh, worked alongside the client, particularly if he's a business owner. They have CPAs and they have in-house accountants and they have you know a bunch of attorneys to do different things for the business and personally. So I saw that as, a, a, from my standpoint, a weakness in helping that client through a discovery of what's the best solutions to his planning. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So where do we start today with really explaining this concept to the audience? Well, I I like to use the analogy, especially if we're, and and most of our client base are privately held business owners. And the the analogy we often make to them about why this is, this topic in particular is so important for them is they, many businesses, and I think you would probably attest to this as well, Eric, they, they spend a lot of time in their business building good teams and, mm-hmm. and having collaboration within their business, whether that be different departments or uh, employees even within one particular department. But the business owners recognize that if they don't have that collaboration in place and, the, and that the, the whole team and the business isn't working together uh, cohesively, that errors are going to be made or mm-hmm. they're not going to be as successful as they otherwise would be with that cohesion. And so we, we really like to just bring up that concept and say, well, who's doing that for your family? Or do you have that same mindset with your family? Because uh, your family has equal need, perhaps even more need from our standpoint to have that same level of cohesion. And that's really what what we do as a, as a practice is to help be that catalyst uh, uh, to initiate that collaboration between the family's key advisors. Yeah, the client's always stuck in the middle, Eric. That's the term I think we've used on a couple podcasts, mm-hmm. where he's in this middle of making all these very important decisions, uh, as Michael said, in his business, and he relies on that team to give him that in, input because they're specialists in a certain area, like the legal team, the accounting team. He doesn't typically have the time, temperament, or training to learn all the pieces, but he relies on them. And to Michael's point, 
they, they, they start to see that they need to develop that inside their family structure. Because again, they've been a great CEO or leader of their business, but they haven't been a great CEO to their families. So that's the bridge that Copper Beach kind of travels across to help the clients understand that we can help build that bridge uh, with them and and be a lead um, sponsor of that collaboration to bring all the best ideas to the table for their families as well. Yeah, it's I mean, it it's evident in any business that's successful, and I'm not trying to pat ourselves on our backs here, but with Top Advisor Marketing, this is the, the group that produces your podcast specifically. Mm-hmm. We have a key person that does an amazing job, and, and she's going to be embarrassed that I say this, but Lisa, and I know you're very familiar with Lisa. Yeah. She helps to coordinate all the different parts of what Top Advisor Marketing does because we do have those different pieces. You've got podcasting, you've got social media, you've got branding, and all those teams separately work great separately. <laughs> but when we need to collaborate on things, that's where we can get a little dis join it because we have our own agendas. We have our own thoughts. We have our own ideas. And then Lisa does a great job of bringing those things together. And that's where I see you guys and not calling you Lisa, but in that type of role where you have an attorney who has his idea and thoughts for his, his family that he's taken care of for all these years and a CPA that has done the same. And you've got a financial advisor who's done the same and they may all think that they have the best possible idea for them, but with kind of some blinders on, is that what you find? Oh, absolutely. I, I, all the time. And it's, it really is not to say that any one particular advisor isn't, isn't skilled or isn't talented. There, there are very few advisors that we work with for our families that aren't mm-hmm. skilled and, and talented, mm-hmm. but they, they don't have the same perspective or the full picture, uh, if you will, in terms of the decisions and the advice that they're making. And again, as, as my father said, being stuck in the middle, they're making advice directly to the family member. And the family member is very often left to decide whether that advice is great for them or or fits their needs or is taking into account all the various options. And so they're stuck in the middle to try to do that. And oftentimes we've seen families that make not poor decisions, but maybe decisions that aren't maximized because they didn't take into account other things that were going on in the plan mm-hmm. or that other advisors w- were doing on behalf of of the family. Even some cases, conflicting advice or duplicative advice. We've seen that where, maybe, yeah, where one attorney is is doing work and d- doing a great job, but another advisor, another uh, CPA is maybe doing similar uh, advice or similar mm-hmm. tasks, and the client ends up having duplicative work that they're paying for. It's it's unfortunate, but that sometimes that that does come up. So again, it's really important that the the family have somebody that is overseeing that and is bringing the team together to collaborate to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's bringing their their best talents to bear on behalf of the family to make sure that all that advice and all that skill is maximized. Yeah, let me say what the challenge is when we cross that bridge. If you if you think logically for for a second, when he runs his company, he works with his employees. That's a whole different relationship than he has with his family. So when you cross that bridge into the personal life of a client, you have to really understand that he's a, he has a lot of complex issues with relationships with his children or a family in the business or, or even with a spouse, it's uncomfortable for them to look at that side of the world. But let me tell you, Eric, the failure in families we see, if they don't pay attention to that personal side and that planning on the, on the, on the, on that personal side, they lose millions and millions of wealth to the generations because they Mm. didn't step up to the plate. So our, we believe our strength is 
we start becoming more psychiatrists. I know we laugh about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And family counselors as well as financial counselors because it's very hard to make that happen. So you have to have a strong desire to, to have a bond with that family. And that's really what, what our messaging is. If you can't form that bond or willing to have that bond with a team like ours, you don't fit our model. So that's all tested as we talked in previous podcasts in the initial meeting with the family. Once they accept that, they allow us into their personal world. And once that happens, really, really good things start to happen, which is with this collaborative side of what we do is so powerful. And I know and you it is a really powerful tool just just to, to add to that. When, mm -hmm. when families see that they have their accountants, their attorney, their investment manager, their, their business CFO all sitting at the same table or all on one conference call together on a regular basis strategizing on their behalf, it's pretty powerful because they, they now feel comfortable knowing that everybody is on the same page and that it puts them at ease, believe it or not, because, again, a lot of times they're stuck in the middle to try to make all these decisions. And it's we've had really, really good feedback from the families that we work with that have had that or that we've helped build that process for them. Absolutely. And we've talked about the whole counselor, psychologist kind of role before. And it is it is kind of funny to think about it that way, but it's so true. And I know that we have talked about the relationships that the the family has with each of one of their consultants and, and they've had maybe for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and, and how you've managed to cross those bridges and, and bridge the gaps and make those relationships stronger, even, even as they all work together. But I have a kind of a follow-up question to that. How does that relationship maintain when the main person in the, in the relationship, whether it's the matriarch or the patriarch, when they pass away, how does that relationship pass to the next generation? No, that's that's a that's a really good question, and uh, you're it's pretty insightful actually because when you look at many families, there's very often one, let's say, spouse that is really handling a lot of that mm -hmm. uh, of that work, if you will, or that that communication with the advisors, and so if that person wasn't was no longer there, there is this gulf, if you will, between. The, the other spouse in terms of now having to manage all this. In fact, we're, we're dealing with that right now. We just had a client pass away suddenly. And thankfully, we, we had just completed the plan or a lot of really heavy lifting of the plan probably about a year ago. But one of the questions that we asked uh, him, he was a business owner in this case, we said, if something happens to you, which of your advisor team do you want to make sure is in place to help your wife and your kids build this, you know, keep this process going, mm -hmm. all the things that we've built. And it, it, this transition, it's obviously, it's never easy when, when somebody passes away for the family, but it's one less thing that we think the family now has to be concerned about. In fact, I think dad, you had, you were at the funeral, right? And I think his son had, uh, or was approached by somebody who said that, uh, well, now I guess you have to really wrestle with the estate plan as an example. And and he said, no, we, we already have that built. We have Copper Beach and they really coordinated all of that for us. And so we're in great shape. And that, that really made us feel good because, you know, now we've we've built this process. And again, it was suddenly you, you hope you never have to use it. But in this case, it was it was built. And the, that's one less thing the family has to worry about now while they're grieving uh, with the loss of a loved one. So, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And this is this is the backstage of what we do, which you don't. You don't see too often, thank God. Uh, but you'll see the power of what's created when you have all these 
collaborative teams in place. Because when I went up there to meet with the family, I met with the CFO of the company. I met with the attorneys. I met with all the, all the people that were involved in making decisions with the family going forward. And they knew our role as that family office hub. And we are now the coordinators of all the activity going on with this backstage piece of someone passing away. And he was a great client. A great guy, much, very much loved around the community. And the fact that we are now in place, as Michael just said, we, we really put this, this heavy lifting in place a year ago. It eased the, the stress on all the family members from our last meeting. So it, it's, it's really important that, that families understand that they have to have teams in place to make sure this gets monitored and tracked and communicated appropriately. It's really a family succession, if you will. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about business succession. And we had a, a, a podcast on that uh, earlier around if you passed away tomorrow, what happens to your business? And a lot of that discussion is really building good teams within your business to make sure that the business can thrive if the owner were no longer here. It, it's a similar mindset on the family side as well. You have to have that family succession. You have to have a good team around the family if something were to happen to a matriarch or patriarch or, or a party who's really handling that responsibility. So it's an equally important task that families of wealth may not be thinking about as much, but they should be. Yeah, I'll share a personal story. It goes back to, I think, the first podcast I talked about. My parents passed away eight months apart from each other. And one of the things that happened in that transition, and we often ask the question to our families, who's the next leader in your family? Because parents mm-hmm. know. Parents know, have an instinctive uh, reaction to their children. Who's going to take that lead role in guiding the rest of the, the siblings or, or family down that road? And how, how I, how I kind of sensed that when, when I met with my Aunt Molly. She was a woman that babysat us when we were younger. And she was a wonderful woman. And her husband passed away. And I went down to Delaware to help probate the estate with her and hold her hand and, and be that friend, family friend. And she started to cry. And I said, Molly, everything's going to be okay. I'm here. We'll help you. She goes, oh, no, I'm not crying because of my husband passed away. I'm crying because your, your mother was right about you. Hmm. And, and I stopped. And I said, what do you mean? She knew you were the one in the family that was going to guide the family because you had the, um, the emotional strength and the focus to get that done. And, and my mother never shared any of that with me, and which made me feel like 10 men, obviously. Yeah. But families know or mom and dads know who the next leader is. So picking out that leader is going to guide the family. It's, it's not necessarily a perfect solution or an answer with that particular person, but it's a, it's a good guide. Well, and they need, they need a, 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 sometimes a support system around that person to help navigate that transition. So that's really, again, where, where we can, can be the initiators of that collaboration with the other advisors to really help that next generation leader build this, whether that's education, training, financial education, legal education, you know, that sort of a process we can help. And it's important to have that support system in place. By the way, my brothers and, and my sister at that time did not, was not aware of that conversation with my aunt Molly, but I shared it with them a while back. And they said, yeah, we, we hats off to you. We're, we're on your team. We're ready to help you. Yeah. So that was, that was a very interesting part of my life. Nice. Obviously death is never an easy subject, but Actually, I was at church this weekend and my pastor brought up something that I, everybody chuckled at, but he said, you know, there's one statistic that's really had staying power for a really long time. And and that's uh, basically death on earth is still hovering at about a hundred percent, right? (laughs) Everybody's going to die. Everybody that's going to be part of life. I mean, that's, we, we just know that. So 
people trying to avoid it, I would assume is, is really the problem dragging their feet to make decisions, procrastinating because they don't want to face that. And you, you guys have talked about that before, so I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it sounds like you've had a lot of success stories uh, with families really understanding, Hey, this is a part of what we're going to be facing as a family. It's better to do it as a team, not only within the family, but then within all those outside advisors. So everybody's ready for when that time comes, even if it's a sudden death, like this gentleman you're speaking of uh, from this last year. It's extremely important. It's, it's, it's vital. uh, We feel, and unfortunately there's uh, again, far too often the family is left trying to be stuck in the middle or is being stuck in the middle to try to make these decisions and they don't have anyone to rely on to be able to, you know, determine whether one recommendation by one advisor mm-hmm. is is a good one and versus another one. And it could cause confusion and that's not something that really any family needs, but especially a business owner who's spending, you know, 80, 90 hours a week in their business, they very oftentimes do not have the time to really you know, parse through all of that information to make that decision. Yeah. yeah, the other piece is, and it happens routinely with everyone, but when someone's looking for advice, they get four or five different opinions from four or five different people. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. And I said to his wife, a very closed meeting, I said, you be careful when you get advice to do certain things, take a deep breath and wait and make sure you tie us in that loop. Because remember, we're the builder of the plan and we're, we're like the architect and everybody else is in this particular relationship a subcontractor that that we're we're the one that's designed it and we're going to implement the uh, processes through these other advisors but we need to understand what they're telling you if we're not involved in the meeting and she said absolutely i'm not going to make any decision unless i get you guys in the loop first so that again that's what copper beach does is in this family office practice is we try to take that role and in this particular case it, it's working perfectly for us yeah and for the family Absolutely. And, and at those times, I'm not, we all know that there are people that would take advantage of people and that, that would prey on a situation like that. But there's also very good hearted people that maybe they're oh, friends, they mean, yeah, they friends of the sure. kids, right? They're yeah. friends of the kids or, yep. uh, you know, their brother or sister has their, oh, I have got a guy, you know, I got a guy that works financial and uh, you need to talk to him because this is a big deal. And having that security and being able to say, you know what, we've got a team, right? We're going to, or even if they want to bring somebody in, we're going to run them by Copper Beach. So we know, <laughs> you know, we're going to bring them to the guys so they know what's going on and what they, oh, yeah. what they're talking about. And I know that yeah, you guys families, entertain that kind of stuff. Families use us all the time for that. If somebody approaches them about, uh, you know, whether it's maybe a, let's say a money manager as an example, mm-hmm. well, they hire us to, you know, oversee that or to, to perform some sort of due diligence over that money manager. So yeah. a lot of times they'll say, well, go talk to Copper Beach. They're my family CFO platform and we'll get together and we'll make a decision one way or the other. And so they kind of take themselves out of that loop, which is great. That's that's what they hire us to do. Absolutely. No pressure on them. It's all on you guys. And you can mm-hmm. you can play the heavy or the bad guy all day long. I have no no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> we don't like being bad guys, but uh, you know. <laughs> well, only to, you're, you're the bad guy only to the bad guys because you're weeding them yes, out. So that's yes. good. That's good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, by the way, we have a process that we created a while back that gets the advisors involved. So it's a, it's a Copper Beach process that we use that allows us to communicate with a new relationship with a family. We send letters out to the advisors, introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. We sometimes meet them face-to-face. We get them connected to our the technology that, that aggregates and puts all the information 
for the family together in one spot. So there's a lot of activity behind the scenes to get that relationship strong with these other advisors. Well, you, that, that's a great point that we didn't, we haven't touched on really, which is from the advisor standpoint, this process that we go through really when we've had feedback from other advisors about this, it, it helps them in their, in their business as well, because in the investment world, as an example, there are plenty of statistics that talk about how investment advisors get replaced by the second generation, mm-hmm. as an example, because they don't meet with the children or they don't meet with exactly. the spouse because one spouse is only having that relationship. And if something happens to that spouse, all of a sudden, like you said, Eric, you know, the children say, oh, I have a friend that can take over this portfolio as an example, or I have a lawyer who can handle mm-hmm. all the, the, the planning going forward. And so unless an advisor really bridges that gap and develops a relationship with the next generation, you know, their own businesses can suffer because of that. And so this really helps bring, again, just that good team of, of advisors around a family. If that's that family office concept that we've touched on a lot. And so that really is a, a benefit to the other advisors as well that we really haven't touched on yet. Yeah, we call it keeping it sticky because if the the clients, advisors are part of a team with us, it makes their position very secure with the family because the family doesn't want to disrupt that team if it's working well. So that that's really an interesting psychological approach to this. But to Michael's point, that's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is I've worked with advisors for years and and I, I pick and choose who I work with, just like you guys do. You, you pick and choose what families you work with because they do have to fit the model that you have developed and perfected over the years. But the advisors I choose to work with they have to be fiduciaries. They want to mm-hmm. be fiduciaries. And so I can see this being a huge advantage for advisors that team up with you because that allows them to be a true fiduciary when they're part of a team that, so they know what's going on with the estate planning attorney. They know what's going on with the accountant. They can take all that into consideration when they're making different recommendations or they're giving advice uh, instead of just doing it from their own little platform and not exactly knowing how it's going to affect everything else or not, you know, having their hands tied by not being able to work with somebody else that maybe they just don't have a very good relationship with. It's right. you guys I mean, who, that- who tie that in. Yeah, that that's a, that's a great point. I mean, there's been quite a few times where we've had we've had advisors come to us and they've made an initial recommendation, and that recommendation maybe wasn't the best one. Not because they didn't do what that they did something wrong. They just weren't aware mm-hmm. of another piece of the pie that that really impacted that decision. And I think there was that. What was that story that you told about that that estate planning documentation with the. Uh, where the attorney wasn't aware of the inheritance that the family was going to receive. Do you remember that story? I think it was that you were at the table signing it or it was the day before. Something happened where you were talking, where you talked to the attorney. Essentially, as I understand it, I'm probably going to butcher the story because I I wasn't there at the time, but I always thought it was a really fascinating one where it was an estate planning that was was going into place and you were at the table and there was language in there that basically was not going to generation skip the estate tax at the time or the generation skipping tax because the attorney wasn't aware that the uh, mom and dad in this case that were signing the documents were the – one of them was the daughter of a highly successful company and were going to receive millions upon millions of dollars from an inheritance standpoint. And so when they were designing their estate plan – that wasn't factored in. And again, mm-hmm. the, the attorney, through no fault of her own, I think, just wasn't aware of it. But th- that's the, the sort of thing now. Now, whether or not that could have caused you know, legal liability to that attorney, I don't know. But again, it's just you know, making sure that everybody has all of the information to just maximize the, the effect that we're having on families. Yeah, that was a very, and, and, you know, Michael, 
a good memory, but that, that was a great learning curve for me. It was early on in my career. And what happened in that conversation was the attorney doesn't get, they didn't get all the data on the legacy of the family. Mm. So we go upline and downline generationally. So I went upline and asked about mom and dad. As, as it turns out, they're going to inherit, my client's going to inherit $40 million, which was way uh, into the estate tax exposure piece oh, that yeah. they didn't exclude in the document. So the attorney turned around to the client, thank God John read, you know, had all that data because I'm going to make the correction today. So we make sure we don't miss that opportunity for skipping generationally. So it was a great, and my clients were smiling and they said, thank you, know, thank you, John. That was a great insight. So it, it really fits sometimes by accident, how, how our modeling works, but it's, it's really dynamic when it does. Fantastic. Anything else we need to cover? I know we're getting low on time today. Well, I think if you're interested in learning more about this philosophy, there's a book that is pretty influential to us. It's called The Wisdom of Crowds. It's by James Sirowicki, and th- this is a book that really expands upon this this thought process. But the, I guess, thesis, if you will, is that groups of individuals tend to come up with the right decision more often or more frequently than any one very, very smart person can mm-hmm. come up with. And so this just reinforces this team mentality. And so sometimes you don't even need to have the smartest people one person that you're working with, it's important to just have uh, you know a lot of different minds, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different specialties when you're when you're going through this planning. Fantastic, John. Any closing thoughts from you today? Yeah, there's no I in team. It's an old, there it's you old go. adage, but but uh, you got to have a team in place. And that's 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 imperative to make all this work. It's old school, but it's so true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> By the way, that book was called Wisdom of Crowds. Yeah, Wisdom that's of Crowds. Mm-hmm. All right. Great book. All right. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank today. you, Eric. You Always bet. a pleasure. Thanks, Eric. And thank you all for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Parise. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services Incorporated, a member of FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of APFS and APA. Any opinions expressed in this forum are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated APFS or American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated APA and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. 
Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors.